Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, babe. It's me, Diana Jebbia, your Bravo bestie. And boy, do we need each other today. Best friends stay with each other in hard times because we suffered a major Bravo couple loss yesterday. Um, Before I want to get into that, though, I do want to do some housekeeping. Remember, you can follow me on, um, wow, at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A on TikTok and Instagram. I do, if you're new here, I do reality TV recaps there. So a lot of this stuff, bite-sized news. And I've been doing a lot more food content lately. Um, I went to Disney's Food and Wine Festival over the weekend. So did a little bit of that. I also got to cover a new menu at the Viceroy Santa Monica with Taste Made. So I got stuff about that coming up. Did a lot of that in my story. So I mean, who doesn't love food? So I'll be doing more of that. Check it out. You definitely should. And while you're on the IG, follow Believe, B-L-E-A-V. They got some new handles, okay? Believe Lifestyle. So that's like the pop culture page, or it was formerly the pop culture page, focusing on all our great lifestyle shows and Believe Network. So you can follow the whole podcast network shebang, okay? Get out your little phony phone and go give them a follow. I'm watching you. Not really. That would be so creepy. Anyway, we have sad Bravo news. So this was a rumor that had been going around forever, which I didn't like, but uh, Tom Schwartz and Katie Maloney, they are no longer they're they're not married anymore they're fine that I know of I've made that sound very morbid for some reason but no they are no longer together they announced their separation as of yesterday right before I was running out to an event by the way terrible timing on their part because like my inbox was like bring 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 and I'm like I gotta get out of here don't get divorced right now that's so rude just kidding um Yeah, they posted joint messages to Instagram. They definitely both use the same app to create them. And why don't I read you? I'm not going to read all of Tom's because Tom's was wicked long. But um, I'll read you all of Katie's and then just the important parts of Tom's, okay? So she said, I never thought I would have to make an announcement like this, but I feel it's important that I'm open about my life with you. After 12 years on an adventure through life together, Tom and I are ending our marriage. This ending is not met with resentment or animosity. No sides to choose. We have deep admiration for one another that will always remain, and we cherish our friendship. Although we may be on different paths, we will continue to love and support one another's happiness. Thank you all for the kind words and support. Okay, so you read her her post and you're like, seems amicable, seems like it was, you know, a joint decision. And then you get into to Schwartz's post and you're like, oh, and, and not to say that this was bad. I think ultimately this is good for the both of them. I really do think it was there were no there was no animosity. I think that it was amicable, but just I'm going to read I'm going to read the important parts of. Tom so right away he starts off with well this sucks how am I supposed to capture 12 years of love in a fucking canned Instagram caption so like right off the bat in in one sentence he's showing more emotion than Katie did on her whole post no offense to her so as an outsider looking in this kind of shows me right away that Tom was more attached to the relationship than Katie 
Again, not an expert. I'm not a relationship coach. Um, I actually did talk with this about my relationship coach a few episodes back, more than a few. It was like last September. I think it's called For the Love of Bravo. I feel like I bring that episode up every single episode I do, but it is so insightful. And she actually gave her opinion on Tom and Katie as a couple and said they weren't going to make it. And she was correct. So that's why she's an expert. And meanwhile, I can't get a text back, but I digress. Um, I'm just going to keep going through this statement. He said, Katie and I are separating. I'm not quite ready to use the D word because it's too painful. See, yet my heart aches, but I'll be okay. Not looking to evoke any sympathy here. I'm not the victim. Fully respect Katie's decision. And we've had healthy, productive conversations about it. It would be far sadder if she decided to stay with me whilst not happy. So right away, we're kind of getting confirmation that this was Katie's idea. This separation, unfortunately, was Katie's idea. And listen, it's hard. I'm, am I going to say like they should stay together? They were the perfect couple? Absolutely not. I mean, how many years of the show has there been and they've always had some sort of drama every single season, right? Remember when it was someone's birthday in Mexico? I think Stasi's maybe. And he threw a drink on her. Or remember when... Then remember how uh, on the season with Sheena's wedding, Katie had given him an ultimatum like, you need to move forward with the wedding. Otherwise, like, I'm going to GTFO. And he gave her a ring on a string at the wedding. For those of you who hadn't seen that season, instead of him proposing to her, he's like, oh, yeah, like I will propose one day. And here's this ring on a necklace to for my word, you know, something to that effect. And like, do I think it was the best gesture? No. Do I think it was the worst gesture? Also, no. And Katie just got so mad at that. So right away. As they're leading up, before they're even engaged, we're just seeing this is clearly not a match made in heaven. But they decided to fight the odds, stick it out, and ultimately get married. I think it was in 2016. I remember, like, I feel like everyone knows where they were when they were watching the Bubba's get married. I was on a work trip in Flint, Michigan, and I remember I needed to be done at dinner so I could go back to the hotel room and watch the Bubba's get married. It was a very important thing for me. Or I think we did take out that night. You don't even care. Um, but yeah, that that wedding was a huge deal. It was also, it wasn't our first Vanderpump Rules wedding, but I'm going to be mean and say this. It was the first Vanderpump Rules wedding that mattered. Because before this, we had Sheena and Shay, and I just don't, I don't want to say I don't think anyone was rooting for them, but like because Shane, Shane, wow, love is blind much. Shay was not a main player in the cast. We just didn't have the same emotional attachment that we did to Tom and Katie as a whole. And then at that wedding, which Lisa Vanderpump officiated, by the way. So I feel like that's going to be another level into this whole thing, another layer at the wedding, that's where Lisa approached Sandoval and Schwartz for Tom Tom. So this is big on so many levels. And regardless about how you feel about them as a couple, it is sad. It's always sad when relationships don't work out, no matter what the circumstances are. Unless you're like escaping a terrible situation, but there's still a mourning process with that. There's still grief associated with it. So... It brings me to my next point. 
when the rumors about this breakup were swirling around and they have been for a while, um, one of my friends had asked me like, hey, is this true? And I remember it was around Super Bowl Sunday and I was like, no, they just did the Super Bowl at their house. Like this can't be true. People were chomping at the bit to report this news. And I don't mean like friends talking amongst friends. That's not what I mean. I mean, accounts on Instagram, content creators are like, yeah, they're getting divorced. And were they right? Sure. Is this ethical? Absolutely not. And I will die on this hill and you can mark my words. I'm not coming for anyone specifically. I don't even remember who said what. I just remember seeing people saying they're getting divorced before news was even like a pinch of the way out and thinking how gross, how low could we possibly stoop? These are two people with years and years of history together, right? Even this season, they opened up about Katie having an abortion early on into their relationship. I'm so sorry. I should have included a trigger warning right before I said that, um, and I didn't, so I'm sorry. But they opened up about that. That was not easy. That's clearly history. So I'm sure... Having moments like that, getting married, sharing dogs together, moving into a house, even if they were not happy, which clearly they weren't, that's why they're getting divorced, it's still sad for them. They are still mourning the loss of one another. And for people to go and spill that news before they're ready, you have some nerve. I'm, I'm a little mad. All right, babes, we got to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. Now, a lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations and the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. That's what we're doing in the year 2022. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one -on -one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom Weight users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engage with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. That's incredible. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. I cannot fathom how people get high off of reporting things like that before it's officially out. To me, it's almost, and I'm going to say almost the same level as reporting a pregnancy before it's out. Because obviously a pregnancy, there's health risks involved. There's another life involved. So it's definitely higher on the list. But this is still a very personal piece of information, a very intimate look into someone's lives. And you're blowing their news. They still need to process this as individuals and as a couple before having the public come in and flap their little yappers at them. And people are just going on Instagram releasing the news like they think they're TMZ or the National Enquirer. You're not. We have a platform. 
even though my platform is not a big one, I still have a platform and I want to be responsible with it and give people the most ethical news. Now, it's different. I, I've already expected people are going to come at me and be like, well, you reported Rand cheating on Lala. And I'm like, that's totally different. We had concrete proof of that. He was seen with other people. The DMs were out there. And we knew that Lala, I didn't say she had left him. I had just reported that he was cheating. But like, that's more of this guy deserves to be exposed because he's straight up being an asshole to the mother of his child and his little baby daughter. So that that's different for me. And the tone I took with it was not like, hey, guys, ooh, you know what I mean? It, it really bugged me. I just think it was in very poor taste that People are out there. They could not wait. They were foaming at the mouth to report this divorce news. Oh, she doesn't have her wedding ring on in this photo. Oh, my God. Scandalous. No, grow up. Even if she didn't have her wedding ring on, like, that's what I, because I remember that's when also I started hearing more about the news. I'm like, people don't wear their wedding rings out, especially if they're expensive. And she had two, because remember, she had her initial wedding. Then they lost a marriage license, which is a whole nother issue. Um, and then they got officially married in Vegas. So she had two wedding rings, right? So that could have been a, a clear example of why she wasn't wearing it. But now we do know it was true. She was getting divorced. So I know I went on a huge tangent there, but I really was upset by the way people handle that. And I do think we can do a lot better. And I'm sorry, even though they're not listening, I am sorry for both Katie and Tom about their relationship it's a shame it's a shame so the next thing I want to get into is what does this mean for the future of Vanderpump Rules that's like the big question we all have now if you would have asked me before yesterday I was like scrap the show we're done this is no longer fun to watch this is no longer interesting to me we have Lisa Vanderpump trying to do her little ruling over grown-ass people who don't work at this restaurant anymore like they they almost the show almost was playing to us like we're a dumb audience and we're supposed to believe that some of these people actually hang out all the time. It's clear who hangs out with who. Um, and and I'm no Lisa's not going to their houses or whatever. They're not hanging out at Lisa's house. Now, as of yesterday, I'm like, we need to bring the show back. Don't know if it's gonna happen, but it would be a really interesting dynamic now, right? Because Everyone who is friends in this group, who is still friends in this group, Tom and Katie, they were together, right? So they shared similar friends, not Sandoval. Sandoval's probably like, woohoo, divorce, yay. No, he's not. That's mean. But I I'm sure he has his thoughts about Tom and Katie's divorce. I'm sure he's just a little bit happy that he gets to have Sandoval back to himself. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see the cameras rolling in this new dynamic, in this perhaps split friend group, does Katie have not a stake in Tom Tom, but when you're married to someone and they're doing a business dealing, obviously you have joint finances. That's one way of doing it. I know Tom was refinancing his house to open up Schwartz and Sandy's. That's a whole nother thing in it. Hopefully she didn't sign off on any papers because that's a friggin' mess. Remember also how like Tom and Ariana like he's like, well, Ariana doesn't get involved. And she's like, yeah, but Ariana, you're not married to her. So that's, again, a whole nother wrench in the situation. So we have this. 
Obviously, we have Lala and Randall split and how she's navigating that. And now we know what kind of person he is. The group was kind of friends with him. So we'll get to see the fallout of that. And I think that's it. So the show definitely does need to come back. I don't know if we need 20 some odd episodes. Oh, my God. Wait, notice how I didn't even was like, I just realized I'm like, oh, Sheena's getting married, too. But nobody cares. That's the, the hard, cold truth of it. Nobody cares that she's getting married. So we don't really need to see that. I don't know if we need a full like whatever 20 episode season. I think maybe we can do a five episode special on how to tie things in a bow for this group and, and where their futures will lead and wrap it up. It's kind of like if you go back a few episodes, the episode I did with Emily Hanks. Oh, I lied. This wasn't on my show. I think this was on her podcast. Yes, she speaks Bravo. Go listen to that. I was on her podcast. It was hysterical. We were talking about Summer House and obviously how Kyle and Amanda are not the healthiest of couples and they just got married. And God, there now that I think of it, there are a lot of similarities between Kyle and Amanda and Tom and Katie. And hopefully for their sake, this does not turn into one of these situations for them. But anyway, we were talking about how we wish that Amanda realized she did not have to go through with marrying Kyle. And it almost at the time of this episode of Summer House would have been better if she did not go through with it. And we could have been like, hey, you know what? Don't get through with it. But now they're married. So like get the divorce. We have someone serve the papers at the house. And then the show's about navigating the friend group. Can Amanda still be in this group, even though Kyle is such a leader? And I don't know if we'll have that issue with the Vanderpump Rules crew, because if you remember season one, Schwartz was not a main character. He was just Katie's boyfriend. But he's just become so beloved over the years, right? So it'll still definitely, I am intrigued if this show comes back for another season, how we're going to navigate this dynamic. It might be the first time in Bravo history where we've had a true group of friends, you know, not like the housewives who are all paid to hang out with each other, but the ones that are truly, truly friends in this scenario, it'll be the first time we've really had a rift like a major rift in the friendships. And I don't, you know, like, remember when Stassi left and came back? I'm not talking about that. Like, this is, now I have to move out of your house. We have to sell the home, maybe. We have to figure out how to split the dogs, as I said earlier. There are business dealings involved. So this is next level, even for Bravo. And if Andy doesn't get a camera up in here, we're going to have a conversation. That's all I'm going to say about that. We are going to have a conversation. All right, I think that's all I can physically cover of this Vanderpump Rules breakup. Otherwise, it's just exhausting. It's a sad situation, as I mentioned before. I know it's ultimately for the best. I hope they both do find their people. I really can't picture them with anyone else, though. It's kind of weird, but it's almost like we're dating them, you know? Like, you know when you're dating someone and you break up and it's like, oh, I can't picture my boyfriend with anyone else, even though mine magically found someone five days later. <clears throat> Anyway, um, I'm not bitter. I'm actually not. It was so long ago, but it's just funny at this point. So it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know who they're going to end up with. Are we going to see them date on the show? Like when Sheena got divorced, we were like, all right, we all saw that coming. But are we going to see Katie get on some dating apps? Are we going to see Tom hooking up with girls in West Hollywood? Is he going to go hit the scene with James? Remember when they did the episode most recently when Tom and Tom were taking a break from one another and Schwartz was learning how to DJ with James? Is he going to bring back the DJ biz and go bring up chicks? Go pick up chicks, rather? Quite possible. 
who knows? Bravo, call me. I'm going to be a producer for you guys. We'll make so much money together. Thank God we are almost at the light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to winter. But if your skin is anything like mine, it did your skin dirty. And my skin is thirsty. But the good news is whey has something it can help. You can quench thirsty skin and leave it feeling satin smooth with whey Melrose Place Body Cream. It's fast absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it most. It gives you hydration that lasts and prevents dryness and is only made with high quality nourishing ingredients like squalane, coconut oil, and kupuwasu butter. Experience the new way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser, your body, your way. Go to theway.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, and use code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code BELIEVE. If you notice, though, I'm moving on to a different topic. Did you notice there was no summer house episode for this week, which was such a bummer. I don't understand Bravo's reasonings sometimes. Um, I don't think it was a holiday or anything like. No, no, I really don't think it was a holiday, so I don't know what their reasoning behind not having an episode of Summer House this Monday was, but for whatever reason, they didn't. But they did release um, on Bravo's first look. They did release the first seven minutes of next week's episode. And let me tell you, it is juicy. OK, so the theme of last week's podcast episode, why are we all fighting over Austin? That theme remains. So obviously we continue him and Lindsay are making out and then Sierra's pissed about it and everyone's like going over to Sierra and we've just all collectively had had it with Austin, especially Paige. She really steps up this episode, the first seven minutes that we see, and she like puts him in his place and she's like, you know, you're ridiculous. I don't remember the exact words, but she basically insults him like you're ridiculous or whatever she said. And she's like, now let's do cake. That was my favorite part. Now let's do cake. For Lindsay. So obviously next week I am looking forward to Summer House. It's going to be a real, a real treat for us. It's kind of Winter House reminiscent. Um, I've been getting back into Winter House again. I did watch it last season, but I feel like I wasn't as invested as I could have been. But now that we're seeing all this come together with Austin and Lindsay and Sierra, I'm like, let me go back and pay closer attention in Winter House. Um, and it's interesting to see Andrea, who I love, he knows I'm his biggest fan, uh, how he acts as an outsider in this situation with Austin and Sierra versus how he acted with Paige in Winterhouse. And he was like trying to pursue her, but like also I want to be single. And it really seems like he's done some growing and he's seen the error of his ways. So again, another reason why this is an Andrea Denver stand podcast, as well as a Carl Radke stand podcast, who, by the way, was holding the cake for Lindsay. So adorable. We do not deserve Carl Radke. We do not deserve Andrea Denver. I will die on that hill 87 times over the most painful death. I promise you that. All right, we're doing things a little bit out of order today just because we did have a really big piece of Bravo news to talk about, but there is a couple of other pieces of Bravo tea I do want to spill. Number one, Lisa Barlow thinks that Jenny Wynn should get a second chance on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. If you remember, she was fired because of her really problematic and racist Facebook posts, 
And now Lisa, she didn't really comment it on before on it before. She did condemn them. But now she's coming back and saying that I think everyone in life deserves a second chance. This is a direct quote from her to TMZ. I'm reading this off page six. We're just getting all our bases covered. She said, that's what we're trying to do. Just be a little bit better every single day. And hopefully we learn from our mistakes and don't make them again. And I think that's how we learn. Sometimes we have to make mistakes to learn. Um, she also shared that she has not spoken to Jenny since she was fired. Um, she said that Jenny texted her once, but they have not talked since. Um, she's always been really busy, according to her. I don't know about that one, Lisa. I, I think I think Jenny's just maybe trying to distance herself because it's probably too embarrassing and too painful for her to to be around anyone from the cast right now, which I can kind of understand. But anyway, do I think Jenny deserves a second chance? Not right now, hell no. I it's not my decision to make, obviously. I was not, you know, I will never understand. I am not the correct person to accept Jenny's apology or make that decision. But I do think some time away from the limelight and some accountability needs to be had. And I don't think however many months it's been, what, like a month and a half at the most, is enough time for her to have reflected upon this. So no, I don't think she deserves a second chance right away. Now, I'm a never say never person in all aspects of the situation. So, you know, if enough time passes in the future, like we can revisit this. But right now... I, I don't think she deserves a second chance. And I'm I'm interested. I don't know. I don't know if Lisa's coming from the, the standpoint like I have no more friends left on the show because they really piled on her at that last reunion. Like they did not spare any, I you know, not like a physical expense, but they did not spare any expense metaphorically when it came to piling on Lisa and really putting her to the fire at that reunion. I was kind of underwhelmed by the last one. Another thing I want to talk about, how Jen, who is being accused of terrible, terrible crimes and scamming old people, allegedly, and she's at the center of this case, she got like a little slap on the wrist at the reunion. Anytime they brought it up, it's she's like, oh, I can't talk about it or whatever. And like they all moved on. But meanwhile, Erica Jane, who if she knew about her husband's wrongdoing, alleged, alleged wrongdoing, that's debatable. We don't know for sure. But. Regardless, she's not the main culprit or defendant, rather. I don't want to say culprit because it's not proven yet. She's not the main defendant in the case. Excuse me. She got like really like slammed, grilled, interrogated at the Beverly Hills reunion. And everyone, you know, like the other wives were really like getting in on her and like, what did she know? What did she didn't didn't know? Right. Or what didn't she know? Rather. And meanwhile, take. In this example with Jen Shaw, remember how on the bus Whitney was explaining what she was allegedly doing in Lee Generation? Jen's like, it hurt me that you said that. And Whitney's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And then meanwhile, in Beverly Hills, when other people were questioning this, like it got heated. They didn't back down, which like rightfully so they shouldn't back down. So why was Whitney backing down about Jen Shaw? Like, no, be like, this is what I heard. You do. I was explaining it for to them. Ma'am, you are entangled in a very serious Homeland Security lawsuit, a federal lawsuit. Of course we're going to talk about it. 
Of course we're going to talk about it. Make no apologies about it, Whitney Rose. I was a little bit disappointed in how they handled that, and I know a lot of people were too. All right, the last piece of Bravo news I have to spill, last piece of tea, is James Kennedy is seeing someone new. They went on vacation. He was sharing the photos on Instagram. To me, like, I don't know, he seems happy, but I don't understand why men always, always, as I explained earlier, it's happened to me. They could be with someone forever. Look how long he was with Raquel. He was engaged, and he's posting a new girl on his Instagram, like, not even how many months later? I think that happened December. Three months later, um, and he said... Only the most magical trip I've experienced in my entire life. He went to Tulum. Here's a little slideshow of today's adventure. Share the love people and the positivity because life's too short. And he was kissing her and whatever. I don't know. I just think that's so disrespectful. I get you're a public figure. People break up. They on the reunion handle that very maturely. He has been less than mature on social media. And I'm not talking about this particular post. I'm talking about ones in the past where he's publicly slammed Raquel. I think... When you break up with someone, you have a responsibility to them to not rub your new relationship in their face. And that could be controversial and that could be selfish. But what are you saying about that person now that you have to spread your your new relationship all over social media? What are you saying about your new significant other? Because, you know, when, when people have to share things all the time, it usually means they're trying to prove something. Yeah. I do it. I'm guilty of it. Maybe not with relationships because I have none of those, but I've done it before. So number one, he's saying to the new girl, like, hey, we got to We got to be loud about this. When when we play louder, we'll sound better. Plankton, SpongeBob. Uh, number two, he's saying to Raquel, like, haha, look who I'm with now. So maybe I don't know. Maybe you just keep it to yourself. I think he, he done goofed there. What do you think? As always, you can message me on my Instagram at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A. Follow me there and on TikTok and make sure you follow Believe at Believe Lifestyle and at Believe Network on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. I know it was a little bit of a weird one because we had no new Summer House episode, no guests this week, and just a, a giant chunk of Bravo news to talk about. But I hope you had fun with me and I will talk to you next week. Oh, Also, subscribe, rate, review, five stars. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.